My name is Abigail Smithson, and as always, I am your host. And today my guest is artist Mikey Yates, who has played basketball and makes beautiful paintings of quiet moments, often using basketball iconography. Mikey and I met in Kansas City, where he's a current resident at the Charlotte Street Foundation. And we also both went to the University of Colorado at Boulder and lived in Tucson. So besides our love for the game and art, we had a lot to discuss. I also want to say thank you to you all for listening. As many of you know, I recently moved across the country from Arizona to Arkansas. It has taken me a minute to settle in and get back into the groove with the podcast. So thank you so much for your patience. I also really wanted to thank Bookman's, my sponsor back in Tucson. Their support of Dear Adam Silver meant the world to me, means so much to me now still, and I definitely miss living close to such a great source of culture and media. Okay. So now to the pod. Thanks to Mikey for coming on, and thank you again for listening, all of you. Please share with interested friends and rate and review Dear Adam Silver wherever you get your podcasts. You lived in Tucson? Yeah. Uh, Did did you ever go to Bookman's? Um, That sounds very familiar. I probably did. Tucson was a blur for me. (laughs) We should have packed that, too. So Bookman's used to sponsor my podcast when I lived in Tucson until, you know. That bookstore? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So used bookstore and, like, record store, tchotchkes, like, home goods, like, all this stuff. Yeah, Yeah. uh, music equipment um, and instruments. So I just really want to shout out Bookman's at the beginning of this podcast because this is the first one I'm doing that they're not sponsoring. And, of course, I left Tucson. That was a whole a whole thing to to experience, but um, I just really want to say how much I appreciate them uh, showing up for me when I lived there and supporting the podcast because it was a big deal. And uh, Tucson's a hard place to leave, but it was hard to to write to Bookman's to say I was, uh, you know, uh, heading out. And so I just thought since you had lived there and, yeah, and you know that you would shout out I Bookman's. Feel like I, have, I feel like I've been there. <laughs> yes. Where was it located? It's, well, it has three locations oh. in Tucson. <laughs> yes, now. So, um, and then also one in... Um, well, uh, in Phoenix and in, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting the name of the town where the University of Northern Arizona is. Flagstaff. Flagstaff yeah, yeah. Well, I think two in, two in Phoenix. Um, anyways, they're all over the place and they do good work for the community and are so supportive of local artists and um, just, you know, have endless events and ways to bring together. So yeah, here we are uh, <laughs> a little bit away from, from Tucson, but um, just want to acknowledge them and Mikey, I'm so excited to be here with you today uh, at Charlotte Street Foundation, kind of right below your studio here, sort of. You're yeah, upstairs. A <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were introduced by Kimmy Katata, a wonderful curator and dear friend shout of mine. Out Kimmy, yeah, yeah, shout out Kimmy, everyone, um, for introducing us because of the way that basketball has kind of manifested itself in your work, which we'll get to um, in a little bit. But I just want to start out with sort of the role that place uh plays in your work and i have this quote here from a an article that was written about you recently i think like two days ago this article might have come out (laughs) Um, but it's just that your work um is sort of touched on this idea of stories uh sorry 
The stories places tell about people and the stories people tell about places. Yeah, my brother gave me that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a part of my Another thesis. shout out. Okay. <laughs> shout out my brother. <laughs> so I think that, I mean, there's a lot there. I mean, obviously those are, I mean, that's like sort of a simplified understanding of like what's going on in your work. Yeah. Um, but there's so much to unpack there. And so I was just wondering if you could just start out with kind of the role that place plays in your paintings and different places have played in your sort of practice overall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I initially sent like a thesis to my brother. He's a very good writer. <laughs> and I was like, uh, can you edit that? <laughs> can you edit these ideas? And then he, he like took out like eight sentences and like put that, um, and it kind of summed up my experience of just like, I'm, I'm very used to going to a new place and then being excited about it. Um, like before I moved to Kansas City, I watched Fargo season four. <laughs> I was like, cool, you know, I'm getting like stoked on it. Yeah. Um, and when I get to a new place, um, kind of just learning and like living, I'm, it's a very exciting thing for me, whereas like my wife is different. It's like she's moved twice. Yeah. Um, so kind of realizing how like I'm used to this, um, this thing. But yeah, I moved around a lot and each time you kind of, take um and it just shifts your perspective like when i was living in germany from fourth to eighth grade that was like a big chunk of when i wanted to be in the nba too so like how i access basketball um because all the times were different yeah it was like through slam magazine so i learned about what's i was like how i did it or like at the newspaper um but yeah so like that and even after because my parents are still in the military so they just got stationed at fort bragg in fayetteville so I went to visit them and um, yeah, I, I just have like, so like in this last show I did, there's paintings of, there's like two landscapes. One's of a basketball court in Boulder that I used to go to all the time. So kind of like, uh, just like my love for that basketball court mm -hmm. and like the, the way like the trees would be behind it. Um, yeah. And then like I painted some flowers from Fayetteville when I visited. Yeah. Um, kind of just taking it all in and like having a real interest in geography like yeah. <laughs> places and people um and how that all comes together and like the cultures of different places that i live for like a little bit and then if i have to move like you know adjusting like seattle and san antonio are very different places um yeah so like when i was in uh eighth grade i did eighth and ninth grade in seattle and then um, 10, 11, 12 in San Antonio. So just like that contrast right. like informs the way I think about people, places. <laughs> Do you think that painting, choosing to paint these places is a way of slowing down? I mean, moving kind of can speed things up a little bit or that, you know, it's like a certain part of your life was spent here and then it's um, hard to hold on to that fully when you move somewhere else. Or Do you think that that's something, a way of sort of, uh, engaging longer with the places that you've spent time? Yeah, I've never actually thought about it like that, but that's probably a part of it. A lot of it is just like reflecting like, wow, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I just lived in this place for two years and I have like, now I'm just like a part of this new place. Um, so it's, and it's taken me a long time to kind of like look at it and be like, what was that? That was nuts. Yeah. And like, there's still places, like I lived in Houston for a year um, I went to the Art Institute there doing music and I lived in like this apartment 
um, with everybody that wanted to be like rappers because they were all doing like audio production. <laughs> I was making beats. Um, but I lived there for a year and then I moved to the Philippines and it's just like, even till now, like I haven't made a painting of Houston, <laughs> but I think about it often because it was a really, um, just a, a weird part of my life. Yeah. You know, so I feel like each move is sort of like that. And for me, like painting, um, like, there's all these memories that I want to paint that I'll get to eventually from like all kinds of places. Um, but there's also like the present day that I want to paint also. And then when I move again, I'll probably look back at Kansas city, but, or, or like I just painted a painting from Boulder, you know, like yeah. the basketball court. So it's kind of like reflecting on that and I guess slowing down in a way. So you said you have a love for geography. Does that come from moving? so much i think it was just so when i was in fourth grade i moved from like a suburb of tacoma to uh bavaria and i had no idea because my mom she um she joined the my dad was in for 20 years and then they got out and they moved to the suburb of tacoma for a little bit and that's until i was maybe nine mm -hmm. um I was, so i was born in germany till three and then however many years until nine. <laughs> Yeah. And then my mom joined the reserves and she got activated from uh, because of September 11th. So we moved to um, Bavaria. So the same military base I was born in. And I remember being a fourth grader, <laughs> like the first day of school. And it's like a military installation. So everybody's from the United States, except there's a, there's some German people there who like um, based off their parents live on base or go to school on base. But it's mostly American people from a lot from the South. So I remember the first day of school, <laughs> my teacher, Mr. B. Croft was like, um, so where are you from? And I was like shaking. I was like, the United States of America. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, no, where are you from? And I was like, Puyallup. <laughs> like, he's like, we'll work on it. So I didn't know like about states. I didn't know about anything. Wow. Cause I just like, <laughs> but they pressed geography really hard. Cause I was like, okay, I don't understand any of this. Like, where yeah. are you people from? Like, um, so you learn about where other people are from. Like, there's a lot of people from Georgia. And like, what is that? Um, so you kind of, from, like, as a kid, refer to it as, like, the States. as like yeah. this mythical place. Because you stay there for three or four years. And they're, like, pretty important years, I think, in your development. So I kind of, like, had this idea of the States. Yeah. Yeah. So geography and also demographics as well. So like I'm interested in where people went to high school when I meet them. And like I I used to look up the schools if we were going to move um, to see what they would be like. Like yeah. there's greatschools.org or whatever. <laughs> so you can see their ratings, um, the demographics of the school, who's going to be there. And I feel like um, for me, knowing that about a person is kind of like some insight into um yeah, I'm just interested in stuff like that because I feel like my uh, my schooling was really weird and like military-based schools were really bad. Well, mine was. I feel like mine was. Wait, is this like a non-shout-out to your geography teacher? No, shout-out Mr. B. Croft. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, he's, he was great. Um, okay. <laughs> I just feel like as a whole. Yeah. Um, so like when we moved to Seattle, like I remember in ninth, in, it was eighth grade. So I moved from Germany to eighth grade and everybody's like, where are you from? I was like, yeah. I right. <laughs> it was like really confusing. Um, and I remember the first day of math class, we were doing like review with the whiteboards. And there was like, uh, 
letters in the math class. I'd never seen it. And it was review. And I was like, this is going to be <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, I'm so confused about everything. Um, so, yeah, I feel Algebra. like. <laughs> Trapped, yeah. yeah. I, I've never seen it before. And Some of us saw them a lot and we're it. still thrown off <laughs> yeah. in that first day. Yeah. yeah. So, like, moving, like, different schools, different yeah. systems, different everything. So, I'm interested, like, genuinely, like, where people are from. Yeah. And I like going to places and, like, meeting people from there. I don't know, because I don't have, like, that um super strong connection um to one place yeah and do you feel that meeting so many different people in different places has kind of pushed back on maybe your assumptions about those places or if you even had absolutely those assumptions before? Yeah. yeah like when i moved to missouri i was like what is it like sure. before i moved like so i was moving with this from seattle to san antonio which is like uh i was outside of san antonio um my friends were like, "Oh, you're gonna ride like a horse to school." Oh <laughs> like, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> they never been there. Yeah, I was like, "Dang, you might be right." Um, but when I got there, I was like, "Oh, this is amazing! Like, I really like it here." Um, and then same thing with Missouri. So I really don't um, like underestimate places. Yeah, That's which I feel like a lot of use. people do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that there is this um, pressure or um, this it's nice to feel like you got a grip on like how different places function or like what that place means, what it symbolizes, how it works. And I have just been reminded so recently with this move to Arkansas that it, every place is super complicated. Like there's not, it doesn't mean one thing or, you know, it's just, there's, it just takes a while to kind of um, get your, get your sort of um, grounding and feel that you have a grip on that place even if this place is like you know in Arkansas it's like this town of 10,000 people it's still it's like the smallest place I've ever lived it still is like you have to kind of sit with it before you f can say what it is you know in a yeah. way that feels good or right yeah I feel like usually by the end of the move like maybe three years to five years in like I lived in Springfield for five years Missouri. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because okay. so I, and I went, I, I was living in the Philippines before that. So it was a big culture shock. Um, yeah. And um, so that, like, it was Fort Leonard Wood, which is like even outside of Springfield. Um, but then, like, staying in Springfield and like meeting, like, you, it's such a small place. You meet, like a lot and i just met a lot of great people yeah and like i still have like a love in my heart for Springfield. like and then yeah it was a problematic place um but yeah and it's so interesting the way you just described it of being like the end of a move you know <laughs> yeah. rather than like just like <laughs> yeah. you're living somewhere and then you might move somewhere else it's like <laughs> but you, for, for you Inevitable, moving has been yeah. so ongoing um and so and just even like that, you know, there's problems in Springfield. There's also, you know, I, I think that both of us have lived in Boulder. Like there's for sure problems there as right, well. Right. Um, and they, they just look different. Um, yeah. they might, and they might be, you know, stemming from Absolutely. similar similar problems, but they just have a different um, iteration. I remember I was in Boulder. Uh, I, I visited there a few years ago when I was collecting old basketball nets um, from like public spaces. Like I would put up a new basketball net and take down an old dusty, like torn up net that wasn't functional. And I That's couldn't awesome. find anyone. I couldn't <laughs> find any in Boulder though, because all, they're all like perfectly kept up. That's like what, the parks, yeah. the courts, like there's not really. It's crazy. Um, so it's just like that that was a reflection of like, um, I mean the wealth that exists there and also just um, 
know, knowing that that can create some feelings of like that, that the, a lot of the world is not functioning in that same way. So you can feel like you're in somewhat of a bubble when you're there because of how, um, how that place works. Absolutely. And I think it's like, like a lot of people move there and, and have like, like, Oh, I don't, I hate it here. But I just feel like because I've moved so much too, it's just like when you're moving somewhere for me, it's just like, take it like for what it is like i act like i'm gonna live there for the rest of my life yeah if so you just to <laughs> jump I know in I, jump I know in. i'm not but i'm just like <laughs> that's how i have the best experience of yeah of the place so like understanding it but not like being i think totally like one-sided about a place because they're both it's like it is what it is this is the place if you want like you can learn about the history of it and why it is like it is yeah. um, which is a, i feel like it's a good thing to do if you're gonna live somewhere but um but yeah so i was never like i hate springfield or sure. like i hate boulder it was just like i'm here like let's see what like the best things about this place yeah i think that comes from moving too because it's like you have no choice yeah especially <laughs> as a child like you're not gonna say like actually like let's not move to bavaria you know it's <laughs> yeah. like i'm kind of like liking this Tacoma suburb or whatever because yeah. you, you don't have that you kind of have to get in the mentality of making the most of it and that's so funny because I lived in the same house on the same street until I was 18 yeah, and have crazy. been kind of like now since then lived in like five different states and yeah. I think that it's and and then also starting to feel that the place that you know I wanted to sort of like get away from like as a you know young adult feeling like that place was claustrophobic or that place was um you know there was like so much world to see like now I'm like yeah maybe it'd be nice to once again like uh live in that place and like understand it as adult and and, and be there in a different Where way is that? it's Redwood City California it's about 25 minutes south of San Francisco oh cool yeah so um yeah I mean it's like super fascinating place to me now I think at the time we called it Deadwood City uh but then like Silicon Valley like blew up and it became this like center of things so i don't know that that makes it better or worse um it certainly makes it more expensive to, yeah, yeah. to relocate <laughs> there um but it's just uh like i think that distance and i'm sure you have distance from all these places that you live that you like look back on now you were saying that's like coming through in your paintings yeah yeah i think you need like at least i need um i needed time like i didn't paint germany until like last year wow yeah <laughs> yeah also it's just really complicated too like it was a complicated time like the early 2000s like deployments on base small community um like a lot of separations in the family uh for the military and then just i feel like it was like a complicated thing to get into um and even like make paintings about yeah. but i wrote my whole thesis on pretty much that yeah um so that was like a deep dive into it and then like this new body work i was like i don't I don't, I'm a chill. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna paint the dog park from Boulder. Um, <laughs> well, and I think the that the, though, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think that that's the thing about your paintings is that they feel both so particular to a certain instance that you're experiencing with maybe like a family member, someone you love, um, the certain way that, like, you know, at least I was just in here talking about the light in your paintings and like the certain way the light is coming through that time of day or how these paintings kind of like vibrate in that moment. Um, and then they also feel very, they feel particular and universal. And I think that that's something that I've had to come back to over and over again. And that's something that I recognize in other people's work is that like the more details you get sometimes, the more it speaks to 
other people's experiences or other people can recognize something that they've had um, in there, even if it, that's a house they've not been to or a place they've not experienced on their own. Right. I was trying to be um, super specific, like with a lot of the paintings, like I wanted like a very like specific, like and one t-shirt yes like, yes yes with a guy like it had to be total that. signifier yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was like if if you see it and you like understand or like you were like heavy into basketball during that era there's like it resonates but if it doesn't it's not that big of a deal because it's a t-shirt you know sure <laughs> yeah right but like those little details finding that and even that the painting that you have hoop dreams of the supersonics um jersey even yeah. that like the supersonics picking that jersey to paint, it's like such a loaded thing because they no longer, you know, yeah, Seattle's that's, when, team. that's when I lived there, yeah, though, you right. know, that was like my team. Yeah. That was my team. Like, as it's, as a young person living, like, by Tacoma at first, um, that was like, you know, the Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. Yeah, the Tyler glove. Shrimp. Like, it was crazy. Um, even though I was young, but I already wanted to be in the NBA at that point. And then when we came back, it was like Ray Allen and Richard Lewis. Um, I was living closer to Seattle. Um, so yeah, I wanted, I was just thinking about that. Like, um, that was a big part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, those just, uh, can sort of those little details can like speak to people who might have like that foundation in basketball as well. And also just, um, just creating context for the work. Um, and I, I noticed also that you've been painting a lot of sort of just, scenes in Kansas City like how how long I mean there's some places you describe as like sort of having needing some distance before you start painting them and then you kind of jumped in with Kansas City how has that experience been I think um so like before it's always been a mix of like very present day observations of yeah. like a snapshot like of my dog and wife together like as we're unpacking anything that I feel like wow this is like um this is like sweet or like this is moving yeah. um and it could be like a tree <laughs> or something or um so i i always am like doing that but i might not paint it right away i might paint it three years later sure um just based off of what i'm in like you can only paint what you're inspired to yeah paint at the given time so i have like this big folder of painting of like snapshots with like notes um and the ones that keep coming back, those are the ones I'm like, I need, I just, I'm going to do this one. Today. Yeah. You know, so I have like, um, just this bank of photos that I've always thought were special. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. then sometimes it's like the next day I'm in the studio painting it. You sure. Know? That's so cool. And and I think that just seeing these sort of mundane moments almost, I mean, that you're saying like there's something moving about that just being kind of like home life or just something that's happening where, you know, the lights coming in a certain way or there's just something sweet about that certain situation it's like honoring that is a really beautiful thing that i think slows everything down or else it just becomes like oh we're packing again or oh you know it's like so just being like this is also even though this might seem like a drag or this might seem overwhelming or whatever it is it's also just like um honoring that too yeah i think i also just have like a not like crazy life <laughs> so it ends up being one day paintings um yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm picturing like, I mean, just like, would like a mosh pit painting be like if someone had a crazy yeah, life? I don't, I don't yeah. Do that. No, I think that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's not I've a good place to be right now for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think like more like one-on-one experiences of, or like, um, yeah, yeah. Like you, I just feel it like maybe in my stomach where I'm like, this is like a time. Sure. <laughs> well, and I feel like you saying you don't have a crazy life in some people's perspective who have spent the majority of their life in one place, it might be that your life does seem a little crazy, you know, having experienced all these places, collected all these um, sort of snapshots that are turned into these large scale paintings. Like it could be that um, it becomes like it's someone else's version of crazy. Yeah, maybe that's, that's a good point. <laughs> they're in the mosh pit, whatever. You know? and they're like, damn, Mikey. Um, so... Let's talk about basketball. Okay. So um, I think just like from the beginning, talk about your relationship with basketball, whether that is tied to painting or not. Just yeah. Like where did it start? Yeah. Um, like ever since I was a baby, <laughs> I like I, I'm the youngest of, well, I've, there's four of us, all boys. Okay. Um, and I'm the youngest. So they kind of introduced me to basketball really young and I um, just latched onto it. And I was like, I'm going to be in the NBA. Like, that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> so from like three or four, all the way up to like 15 i didn't think about anything else in my life you know wow like anything <laughs> like I, I just that was it i was just very i played like nba basketball games like i had all the posters in my like i was I always watched space jam and like i had the and one mixtapes yeah like everything about it <laughs> i was i was just like deep in it so All like my not friends, just the game everything. the culture like we exactly. so immersed in that yeah. i think also because i was in germany like reflecting on it i was like that was definitely like a way to access america yeah for me like and my friends because we played basketball like non-stop you know um so i feel like that was for us like a, a sort of like a connection to america and we talk about the states and like the different players yeah and like I know Shaq played overseas in Germany right, because he was a military yeah. guy. And he actually moved to San Antonio, too. So all of us were like, that's one of the Finding yourself in Shaq's, like, <laughs> Ray upbringing. Allen, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay, so there would yeah. be commercials. It would be like, Ray Allen, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. And I think it would be like, uh, Trey songs. He's like, these are all military brats just wow. like you. <laughs> that's crazy. But also, I think the level of competition is not that high like mm -hmm. so you could be like the best person <laughs> like i wasn't even the best person on my team but there you go to like different military bases around which is like maybe four or five yeah so you're only playing like these small pockets of people so you might not be getting pushed as hard as maybe kids in like um aau yeah in like, <laughs> in in like, like a, a larger LA. city yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and i feel like Shaq probably uh, maybe benefited from that i mean he didn't have to he i don't think because of his like physical strengths he might not have needed to be pushed as hard at a young age <laughs> as other players because he can just like sort of do what he wants yeah i think a lot of people pursue sports too on military bases because when you're on a military base everybody's in like the army mm -hmm. that's what everybody's doing like even when you go uh get like a physical that person isn't like army you know yeah the priest has army boots like so that's what you know you can do is like you can go into the army, but you don't really see too much else. It's not like like an artist, for example, yeah, or a painter. Right. I've never seen one. You're not having like uh, any, any artist visit and like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, So you see that and like music. So those are like the things I think a lot of people aspire to. Like yeah. so, me, for me and my friends, was, and there's like a lot of people who tried uh, like music too. Um, 
But for me and my friends, it was like a lot of basketball or like I never played football, but a lot of friends wanted to play football. Yeah. And a lot like uh, two of my closest friends from that time uh, played four years in college and played professional overseas. Yeah. Um, so it did happen. Um, it's not for me, <laughs> you know. Um, well, you're kind of like a star athlete in like the art world now. <laughs> and uh, so then I moved um, to like the Seattle area and then I played um like eighth and ninth grade but in ninth grade I, I found out i was moving to san antonio yeah so i was like maybe i should just quit the team so i could hang out with my friends for a little bit longer because none of them made the team um okay. so it was kind of like and i would never see them because i was always playing basketball yeah and we had games so like into the season working on your setback <laughs> yeah into the season i just quit wow i was like i actually just want to spend time with my friends because i'm never gonna see them again yeah that's what i felt um so I was like, I'm going to play outside and I'm going to get really good. So when I get to San Antonio, it'll be like, I miss no time. Yeah. <laughs> but I got to hang out with my friends and get into trouble and stuff. So, yeah. And then I, so when I got to San Antonio, I did like a Texas A&M basketball camp. I was like playing at like the local basketball court. Yeah. And then um, I was like meeting people on the team over there. And the day before the first day of school, um somebody fell on my leg and uh sprained my ankle I, like it was a hairline fracture so it was pretty bad so i was yeah. in a boot and in texas trials are the first day of school i didn't know that because sure. <laughs> there's a class for your sport oh, so you wow, do it okay. like fifth period and then after school too um so they're like oh no i was i was enrolled in the class just watching everybody try out yeah like depressed you know and then um <laughs> they're like don't worry like you can try out there's another tryout like in the fall after football season with all the football players and my school is like a huge football school like i think there's three people in the nfl right now wow from just my from since i graduated yeah <laughs> so oh my god i remember getting there like gigantic you know <laughs> like they're so strong um so my ankle healed and then i tried out and it was like it's like three or four full court games with two coaches watching. Yeah. And just, uh, I remember just getting my ass kicked by like these people who are much stronger. And because they're all the football players. Yeah. Um, they only picked one person from like those maybe 60 people to join the team. And it wasn't me. So I was like sad. And then I had to like figure out what I was going to do. Sure. Like, well, if I miss, I can't miss freshman and sophomore year basketball and still make it to the NBA. I was like, um, my path is ruined. Right, know? but Hakeem Olajuwon started like pretty uh, was, late yeah, in the game. I was pretty like set though. I was like, you, sure. if this doesn't work out for me, then it's just not going to work out. Like it's just with the scouts. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know what idea yeah. I had in my head, but um, yeah, I just remember being like super upset about that. And yeah. then like really distancing myself from basketball. Like I would still play like, uh, at the same court and stuff, but starting to like distance myself from basketball completely because it just made me upset. <laughs> like yeah. I stopped following basketball. I stopped. Um, I mean, my friends still like to play basketball, so I would play, but I would never take it seriously yeah. like ever again. And then it took me a long time to like even pay attention to the NBA anymore. So it was like a long gap. Right. Um, but now I'm like chill. Like I can watch a basketball game. And, sure. Like, <laughs> you know. And did you did you live in San Antonio when the Spurs were yeah. kind of killing it? Yeah, but I was like, I'm a, yeah, you're like I'm off this. Yeah, but when I so when I moved from Seattle, 
I was like a because I, I had lived there twice. So for me, I was like, that's my team. Sure. And then when I moved was the same year that they moved to Oklahoma City. Yeah. So I have always had a grudge against Oklahoma City. Don't talk to um, <laughs> my husband anymore then because he's from Oklahoma and like loves the thunder. I was just I felt like a part of my childhood. It was like, you know, like I, I sure. identified so much like with them as my sports team, especially moving and stuff. And then they was just gone. And then I was like, Oklahoma City is never going to win a championship because they're cursed. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we saw some of that um, play out. I mean, I, I don't know if they're cursed. Uh, I have friends in Oklahoma City. I really don't want to isolate anyone. But, no, shout um, out Oklahoma City. Yeah, of course. But, great uh, place. Yeah. Just like as a kid, it was like, I was really upset about that. Market. Over it. I'm over sure, it Sure, sure, sure. But uh, yeah, at the time, it was like Kevin Durant, you know. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, there's a there's a, a future there. Yeah, I mean, who knows who that would have unfolded if they'd all stayed in. Uh, and also uh, James Harden, yeah, stayed in Seattle. Um, so, oh, what was I going to ask you something about? Oh, I also just want to acknowledge. I've talked a little bit about this on the podcast before, but I went through a dark phase in my life, mostly infused by vodka, um, where I was not paying attention to basketball as mm. well. And those were actually the years that I lived in Boulder, like when I went to college, because oh, yeah. I was so, I didn't play, but I, I was still, you know, following it in, in high school and, um, you know, part of the six man club that would, you know, go to all the games and root oh. for the uh, high school team. But then, you know, just got really distracted by alcohol in yeah. college and like making friends, like it's all that, you know, yeah. and it's just hard to always like maintain all those interests. And there was something about rediscovering like my love for basketball when I moved to New York and it was being played, you know, around me all the time. And the Knicks were kind of, that was like when Melo came back to the Knicks. Oh, uh, yeah. So that was like, there's some excitement there. Yeah. And I was working at a sports bar and just realizing like, oh, I love this thing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and then realizing like this was something I loved when I was a child, and I still love it. I just forgot about it for a while, and I mean, I love watching it, and that's so different from even playing it. And then going to LSU for grad school, it's like sports are you know at the top of everyone's priority list, and that being like another reminder of like, there's a way to be a really engaged fan, and how can I do that? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just it's it, it is kind of like nice to come back to those things and be like this does matter to me and like I'm a different person now but how do I get to use it now? Yeah, that's why I started making paintings about it because my brother was like, isn't it weird that like your whole life was about basketball and you don't do anything with it anymore? I was like, you're like thanks. Dude. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, that was like such a that was like your whole life revolved around that. And I'm just thinking about that. I was like, yeah, it did. Let me like think about it a little bit. Yeah. Like more critically. <laughs> And like, then yeah, I started thinking about that place, like, um, and like basketball and how I could use that because that's something I know really yeah. well, you know. And I feel like when that's used, like in painting or like other music, something that you know, I've always wanted to paint things that I know really well, or just like I have like a yeah. So it's always I'm never painting somewhere I don't know, sure. you know. So like the subject of basketball is like, how can I use it? Um, to talk about other things too. Yeah. And, and I think that um, the way, you know, in this particular painting in the Hoop Dreams painting with the jersey and like these, you know, the, 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 the pictures ripped out from Slam Magazine or whatever that yeah. was. I think exactly that, what <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I recognize some of it. Yeah. yeah. I had a Sports Illustrator for Kids subscription not, and then a Slam subs <laughs> subscription briefly, but um, I ripped out my own uh, like full dots and stuff. But I think that um, there's something so, because I think the way that sports, especially like professional sports, are viewed 
in, in some ways with kind of like, you know, just like mass production of objects, like kind of, you know, you, you go to a game, everyone's wearing the same T-shirt. Like it can feel kind of like gross or like overdone or just, um, you know, just materialistic. But then when you see the sweet moment in this painting of this kid sitting in their bed, like flipping a ball up with this jersey that is mass produced, but it's theirs, you mm -hmm. know, it becomes theirs and it's part of their personal landscape. Right. It just becomes so intimate. And like, I think that going back to those moments you're talking about with your, with your wife and like your dog and just like that, these objects that we bring into our lives that kind of, you know, have a power for us as sports fans, even though, you know, there's all sorts of problems with where they're produced, how they're produced and, and things like that and how just that system functions it's also like it becomes this like sweet little thing that's a timestamp. absolutely especially when i was moving too because sure. i would have like this plastic container oh. when it was time to move <laughs> and all of my they're called slam ups it's like the main insert in that like halfway through yeah they were all like raggedy and stuff because i would tape them but i would take like such good care of them and when i would move i would put them up like right well <laughs> you know so for me it was like very important that I like that was like the main thing I wanted to move you know yeah like that a basketball jersey <laughs> basketball shoes um so yeah those were so like the ones that I painted even are the exact ones that I had like I found an archives wow. um <clears throat> and I found like the very specific ones that I had on my wall yeah so like even just painting those like felt so good to me because I've also been drawing um so like when i learned how to draw my brothers would draw like ken griffey jr or like they would draw sports people too so i remember i would always draw basketball players like i would draw like street fighter and stuff too and like x-men but like when it was time to make it like a mutant mine would always like play basketball yeah. <laughs> you know, or like invent something um so like i would draw from those slam ups too and i feel like that was like my first like thing in art that i did it was like uh, we had brown paper bags in Germany. I think it was like fifth grade. And they were like, you got to make something for like anti-smoking. And I was like, okay. So I had a slam up of like uh, Michael Jordan for the from the Wizards. Yeah. And I did like a pastel drawing. And I was like, follow your dreams. Don't <laughs> smoke. And I won. And I got like this blanket. Oh, my God. Like, That's amazing. Like, so that was like my first like encouragement into art. Yeah. And then I wasn't encouraged for a long time after that. But where is that pastel? I have no now? idea. Because that would be a real I'm, winner. I still I have like a drawing of like Grant Hill. My mom saved from 1997. Wow. So it was like I still have and like Trace McGrady. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there's still my mom saved some of them. Yeah. They're really funny. That's awesome. Um, that's so cool. I have some book reports I did on Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan <laughs> that I still have. I mean, I just read it, found them like a couple years ago. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, like a I photocopy a of my hand, like high fiving Magic Johnson. Oh hand. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you have a book report as well? Um, I didn't save it, but I remember when we had to read a book, I read Michael Jordan's biography. Yeah. Now we know that maybe some things are different than <laughs> after the last dance, <laughs> yeah. like unpacked a little further. Yeah. Um, that kid in that Hoop Dreams painting is you. Yeah. But I kind of like didn't want to make it extra. Like I wanted to make the objects really specific. Yeah. But the face like not because sure. I feel like. That was the first painting I made where I was like, um, like my friends who don't like art. <laughs> Or like, are just not involved in painting or yeah. anything like that, or really don't care about it. They were like, "Oh, like I read that resonates with me." And yeah. I was like, "Well, that's like," in being like in Boulder, where 
um like i got it like like that painting i showing it to like that group of people was different there yeah. was there wasn't um the same like critique of it uh whereas like my friends were like i feel like this yeah <laughs> they, they resonated yeah, yeah so I was like, that's the kind of paintings like i think that i want to make yeah you know whether like you can resonate with it completely or like it's just instead of like painting for like a grad school critique which is yeah that only gets you so far <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's from like a completely different demographic of people and yeah yeah different like points of um like reference points that uh, a lot of people like in that like in higher education isn't that specific university may not understand or like get yeah so um how many paintings around basketball have you done oh now? my whole so i have one painting in this upcoming show in london emma b gomez park which is the park across the street it was on canyon on like yeah. in boulder that i used to go to and play at um and then the show before that is called hard in the paint and it was like my thesis work yeah um about like wanting to be in the nba being in germany like um so there's there's like a group of kids waiting to play the next game and behind them is like a humvee and like the gate um just because i've never seen that yeah you know kind of like experience of mine in popular culture right or media so i wanted to try to make these um paintings so it was in there's a like an eight foot basketball painting um and then i painted some more slam ups i did like jamal crawford and um uh, who was uh, amari stoudemire yeah so i had i had like two of those how did you pick them to paint i i feel like the compositions of the slam up were already beautiful like i've always thought that like they're like renaissance paintings. yeah so like the like just like the movements of basketball i think are it's this it's also something that i like empathize with like the movement so kind of like adjusting and moving things to, for like to make because it's like poetry yeah. you know so to try to like bend things to make it like fit um so i just those two like like looking at them i had a feeling like in my stomach like these are beautiful like i just want to paint them because yeah. also those were when i when i got to kansas city i had already finished my thesis paintings which were like kind of like heavier uh topics and so when i got here i was like i can't it just felt wrong so i was like this really makes me happy yeah so i'm gonna paint these you know just like i was a kid yeah. the exact same thing i was doing <laughs> so i wanted to like connect with that like kid that was uh drunk michael jordan you know right and, and i feel like it felt right yeah and i think no matter what i learn as an adult or you know what what i what other things I bring into like my viewership or my appreciation for basketball players, I still I still am that eight year old, and like so like identifying that and like bring that into the work. It's like that's what makes it uh, fun. They were fun. They were so yeah. fun. Like I've you know I feel like I could do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. The painting is definitely like loosened up, um, and then like the whole body of work I did after that, um was kind of with those materials kind of like going for that like looseness yeah that, like because i feel like if you know something really well it's a good like uh, ground to experiment within 
so like for those two paintings they're like very different than the other paintings um i was using like acrylic paint and oil pastels and um so i wanted to like channel that yeah and like like really like kind of i think more bold colors so yeah. i was like trying to channel that in like this newer so i feel like it's something really comfortable that i can come back to right i feel like i will always paint <laughs> basketball yeah and so um, I think we like skipped ahead from this contest you won in Germany oh, um, yeah. of the anti-smoking campaign yeah. to um, your uh, now having an MFA and a solo oh, show in like London. So let's just like, how did you come into being an artist in a serious way? Like, where did that, that happen? Yeah. Um, yeah, I never thought I would be an artist. Um, I was always doing stuff like my brothers. They're also very into like graffiti and breakdancing. So. Like they had turntables, um, so I would they would like show me how to like write my name. Yeah. Um, they're like nine years older than me, so they kind of like introduced me to music and all this stuff, and like so that's what I really grasped onto, and like moved. So, you know, even when they moved out of the house, I was still like dancing and uh, customizing people's shoes at high school. Like we made a company, um, and tagging walls. And so this is the, in San Antonio, this is in uh, Washington State. In, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I had friends. We were all doing that. Well, and then more of the dancing in San Antonio okay. again. It just depends on the group of people. We sure, of course. <laughs> yes, I understand. <laughs> so, um, no, I took art class in um, in San Antonio. It just wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't really. It's like art one, and then I think I took art two. And then that was it. Like, we didn't do really painting or anything like that. So I was going to, I decided, I've always been, like, really optimistic about my life. I was like, if I'm not going to be in the NBA, I'm going to be, like, Pharrell. And I'm going to make beats for everybody. Because I really love music. Um, yeah. I had never, I didn't know how to play any instruments. So I started learning. Um, and that's what I did um, for, up until 20 14, 15. Okay. So for a long time, like oh, I was heavy yeah. into that. So that's when I went to Arizona. I kind of like failed out. <laughs> um, you went to University of Arizona. Yeah. Okay. For, and it's it very tricky. I got my mom's uh, GI Bill scholarship. So it was like a scholarship so I could go out of state. Um, they paid for it. But I was just not... Uh, not doing well in school. Yeah, just not the right, t not the right <laughs> not time. The right I time. Yeah, so, for you, yeah. You know, and I went to the Art Institute of Houston to do more like the audio production yeah. stuff. And I went back to Arizona to do like botany. And then my mom was like, it's not working out, but you need to go to school. So she sent me to the Philippines to live with my uncle. Because um, he's like an architect slash design okay. builder. So I would go there and I was trying to learn. He told me to learn AutoCAD. So he got into this book. And I was just drawing dumb like lions on it and stuff. And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna make a t-shirt company. Um, and I was like working out with a track team there because my uh, cousin he ran college track. Mm -hmm. so I was like, I can maybe play PBA. Like if I stay here, I can enroll in school here, try for the basketball team and the PBA. So I was thinking, let's do it. Because <laughs> I was like, I feel like I was like pretty athletic because I was working out with a track team. Like I was getting back like yeah. into really good shape. Um, but there just came a point where my mom, she was, she was living in Korea. My dad was living in Texas because the military. And then, uh, so I was two years and my mom, she got stationed at Fort Leonard Wood. So I had like, I was like six months into the Philippines. And it was kind of like, 
do I make, make a decision? Like, am I going to stay here and enroll in school here and try to be in the PBA? Yeah. Um, Because after track practice, I was playing basketball too. Like, and basketball was a huge deal. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like crazy. It's, 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 that was like such a great experience too, just playing like in the different neighborhoods. Like, um, I like the history, like my cousin would be like, oh yeah, like grandma's from this neighborhood. So we would go to like their uh, neighborhood wow. basketball court and like play the different players and like, Everybody has different skills. Everybody's really fast. Wow. <laughs> um, so that was like a really beautiful experience. Um, and like people from the, I remember there was a, one day there was a guy from the PBA Development League playing at like our neighborhood uh, court. And I was like, I could do that. Yeah. You know? But anyways, I just felt since my mom was moving back to the States, my, parent, my dad was moving back up there too. Uh, it was kind of like, um, I felt like really uh, far from what was going on in the United States and like, even though I, most of my family lives in the Philippines, um, I just felt like them coming back together was an opportunity for me to like, if I wanted to go to school in the United States, which like my mom was like, you know, you should, you need to, you should probably do that. <laughs> so I moved to uh, Fort Leonard Wood, which is like an hour and a half from Springfield, okay, middle of nowhere, yeah. and I went to OTC Waynesville, this community college over there, um, and I got my GPA up to a two point oh. And because of that, I was able to transfer to Missouri State University where I was like, I'm going to make my t-shirt company. Okay. But in the back of my head, I was like, I'm still just going to be like a producer. Like, I'm just going to make music. Yeah. And where's Missouri State? Springfield. Springfield. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I took my first like drawing class and I was like, this is, I didn't know this existed. Yeah. Like you can stand up and draw and like that, you can get graded for that. Ah. I was like, and we were using charcoal. Because I would just be, like, hunched over, like, drawing, like, my, like, name over and over again yeah. in different fonts and stuff. So this was, like, my first, like, looking at, like, a still life. And I was, like, this is amazing. I didn't know you could do this for school. Yeah. So, yeah, I asked my professor. I was, like, what can you do with a drawing degree? And he was, like, you can teach or you can always work at the library because it's a general degree. And I was, like, okay. So I went downstairs and I changed my major because I knew I wouldn't struggle as much to graduate yeah and then that whole time i was still making music like i met a big group of people in springfield who were like incredible musicians so we would have like shows and stuff we made a band um but like towards the end of my bfa is when i decided like i can't come to all the rehearsals because like i think i'm i think i'm gonna do this yeah this art stuff so i did that and then i worked at bass pro for a minute Okay. Because I didn't get into uh, grad school right away. Um, Fishing? <laughs> I was actually in the warehouse at first. Okay. And then, and like bartending and like doing all this stuff. And then, um, if you've been to a Bass Pro, like you know the setup. Have you uh, been to one? I, I'm sure I've been to one, but I can't say I can remember so exactly. So there's taxidermy everywhere. Oh, then there's okay. murals and then there's fake rocks. I uh, got the job to be on like the team that travels to do that. So Okay. Like, um, I would like spray foam the rocks and cut them out and put like the taxidermy on it. Okay. So we would travel for like a couple weeks at a time to different locations yeah. to upkeep that. And then I got into graduate school. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And how did you, how did you apply, decide to apply to the University of Colorado? Um, I was just looking for schools that gave you money. Yeah. Because I was like, that's the deal. My whole thing about graduate school is like, and I don't know, right or wrong. <laughs> I was just like, well, it's three years. I want three, because there's, you know, two-year programs and three-year programs. Yeah. 
I was like, the whole reason I want to go is I want three years to just focus on painting. I was like, I think I could get much better at painting if I did that. Sure. If I did it. <laughs> so I was like, that's what I was looking for. I was like, I don't want to have to work extra. Like, I just want three years in the studio and yeah. to read about art and painting. Um, and I, I kind of like the idea of like going somewhere like in the mountains. Yeah. And then um, like just focusing. When I first got there, I was like, I don't know if this is for me. You like know? The, the program or the place? Or both. both. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both. I really liked the place because I had yeah. never lived like so close to mountains. And I was like, this it's is. It's so strikingly was... beautiful every day. Cloudy, sunny. It, it just doesn't matter the weather. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. I was just like kind of blown away. Like when it was snow on the mountains and I would wake up and go to school. Yeah. And I ride my bike to school every day. I'm like, holy crap, this is so amazing. It's like it's like, a, it's like a card or like, you know, those scenes that are turned into puzzles, like paintings that are turned into puzzles of like little towns and stuff like that. Uh -huh. So at Boulder, I feel like it's like in many ways. Yeah. Um, the very. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know. Just like the whole um, maybe graduate school. I wasn't sure, but ended up just I think I just kind of like made it work for me in that yeah. way where I was like, I'm here to paint. And this is like a really great opportunity to just paint. Yeah. And I think that when you're talking about that experience you had when you're at the community college of, of figuring out that you could paint, like painting could be like a big thing, like it could be something like, you know, you could stand up and do it or you could, uh, you know, it could be more gestural or drawing yeah. um, that like that's so visible in your work now that I've seen, you know, cause I haven't yeah. seen like when you're writing your name out, like in yeah. bubble letters or, yeah. or so or many like times, tiny, like hunched over yeah, tiny things yeah. that like, Mechanical pencils. like these are big spaces that you're kind of representing in your paintings. And like, they, they are gestural. And there's, I think that that, that like transition is so exemplified in that, in that work. I remember my teacher telling me like, draw with your arm. And I remember like, wow. Wow. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's amazing. I had a really, amazing teacher Joey Barovica when I got to um Missouri State his was just like really encouraging he would read quotes like halfway into the class he was like all right let's just take a break and then he would read like Matisse quotes like to the whole class wow. and I was like I'd go downstairs get coffee come back up and just draw and I'm like this is so fun yeah <laughs> you know instead of like doing like astronomy astrology sure you know I was doing terrible like I would always get a D minus in those classes and like be like, can you please move it up to like a 60 socket pass, you know? <laughs> it's, I mean, I think it's just also like finding the thing and like finding how that thing works for you in like the best way, because even just within, um, it, within art, like I like have always struggled with drawing. Like that's never something that came that easy to me as far as like representing something 3d in a two dimensional space. Um, and, uh, I think that like, there's things that even when you know that you want to be making art, there's still so many things that you can feel like this isn't for me or like this isn't the space that I fit into or even going to graduate school, mm -hmm. even certain conversations, things like that. And it's just like really like pushing through or like finding the certain things where it's like, aha, yeah. like this is it. Like this is how I want to interact with this space. This is how I want to um, be a part of this world. Yeah. I think graduate school is cool in a way because like um, what I did in my undergrad was like very like technical just drawing yeah. like and painting what's in front of you. Um, which is like wonderful. Um, and then, but I didn't ever thought of, I just, even my BFA, I was just like drawing, painting my family, um, which is funny. <laughs> and then uh, going through like the whole, like MFA thinking about the work critically and like, it's all you talk about. Yeah. You don't talk, that's. Ideas. Yeah. That's you, like all the time. 
<laughs> yeah. So it was good to like see what kind of ideas people are having or just be around like people who are really serious about art too. Yeah. And like you, you still draw your family or paint yeah, your family. Yeah, yeah. that's the whole thing. Like last, the show that's coming up in London that they picked up, um, it's like just, it's called Love Letters and it's just like family portraits. Yeah. Um, And also like places. So it's just, I think my last, um, like my thesis and stuff was a little more heavy. And then like, just like with the pandemic um, and like losing family and stuff, it's kind of like, um, like a lot of those, I don't know. I just wanted to like bear it down to like, mm-hmm. so there's flowers in like a lot of them. I just think about giving people their flowers now, you know? So there's like floral patterns, like there's flowers. Right yeah. There. It's just something more, uh, less like super, um, like this means this and this means this. It's like, you know. This is the time when uh, my friend Priscilla is getting flowers from my mom in Honolulu. It's like, that's yeah. really nice, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think that just distilling or, or kind of, um, as you're saying, realizing sort of what what's the important thing here, what's like the crux yeah. and, and not necessarily feeling the pressure to to have it be anything more than that. Yeah, because like in graduate school, you know, it's like, what is this symbol? Tie it into this ancient blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's great, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I mean. That was a and, great face also, you just made. But also, like, in my thesis, I referenced, like, I didn't do, like, super deep, like, um, theory references. Like, I referenced Kendrick Lamar's um, album, Max Beckman's letters, and, like, um, but mostly interviews with my family. Because yeah. I was like, that's really, that's just, that's theory too. Right. No, and that's, yeah, absolutely. And who knows, like, what um, you, like, especially as, you, like, you know, we continue to make and things like that. Like, you don't know how someone's going to, like, reference that interview that you did with your family member, like, later on or something, you know, like, that, that that way of building your research could have an impact. Yeah. So, like, towards the end of graduate school, I was, like, realizing, you know, I could do that too. And that's, but it took you know the three years yeah. <laughs> of sure. like trying to sound really smart when i first got there like <laughs> using words that i would never use <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's all about sort of making it what you need it to be as an individual um mm-hmm. but there are plenty of people along the way who might try and get you to make it something else and you kind of have to just recognize like oh no you know um yeah. and i would say that my my practice is is, is highly research-based um but that research can be like the, you know, um, flip a paper that comes in a chain basketball net that says that they don't take responsibility for someone injuring themselves on this net, you know, yeah, like, that, like yeah. things like that where it's like, what? Like, people are playing with this thing? Like, <laughs> and so I just think that um, it's just, you know, like, the, the, these broad terms we use, like, they come in all these different, all these different forms and it's like finding the right little fit for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for making time to unpack this and just kind of like get it kind of like the bones of of how you make work and and this process and how basketball has played a role and like it seems like a lot of things that you've done yeah of course thanks for having me it was awesome yeah <laughs> absolutely um yeah thank you for having me